mind eye is the perspective you have on life. You can, like, if you don't want to sleep, you can set your brain to not sleep. Welcome back to another episode of the Mind Melt Podcast, where we open our minds through interesting conversation and destroy our biases in the process. Today, I have a very special guest, Mr. Isaac Upright. He's a young business entrepreneur, and he has a very nice vision for the future. He's got a lot of ideas. I do, I do. I want to, <clears throat> I just want to spread positivity through uh, speech, bringing value with business, and just open up people's mind to other possibilities in the world. No, I believe that. And I think it's so important to like the human soul and the human mind to stay open yeah. and to, to accept new experiences and new expectations and not kind of stay in a closed mind because yeah. when we open our mind, that's really where the growth happens. And really just to speak your, your, your mind, like, and you gotta be careful what you say to people no, or even how you treat them. Even. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, we talk about this golden rule that we all learned in like elementary school or whenever we learned it, like treat others how you would like to be treated. In my opinion, school, the school system in America takes creativity out of kids. Like it just sucks it out. The school system is failing kids in America and it has been for a decade or so. Yeah. And it's kind of bad and it's destroying a generation of kids. So in your opinion, like what would be your ideal school curriculum? What would make school entertaining, engaging, and creative for these young kids coming up? And what would prepare them for a life of richness, happiness, and, you know, success? Yeah, like, I don't know, like, just being able to do what you want in life and letting life be your school. But, like, also on the side, learn math, reading, writing, and science, of course. So you'd, you'd want some... Some basic like rudimentary like benchmarks and basic um like academics and yeah. at the same time you would want something to engage them. Exactly. You'd want them having life experiences and maybe learning from their mistakes and being encouraged to explore. Exactly. Maybe interning from like young ages from thirteen. Okay. So you, you want people to be able to explore in their education. Yeah. I want and them. not be held in boxes. Yeah, I want them to be free. Like, I want to be free. So they kind of like a technical school kind of thing, but like not fully structured like that. Yeah. So what do you think some of these like teaching lessons or like experiences or experimentation would be for these kids? Like, what do you do if you fall? Like when you're when you're two, you learn to walk, right? If you fall down, you learn to not fall down again. You learn how to not do that. You you go until you walk. You don't fall down and and then you quit. Yeah. But later in life. Uh, we've kind of been trained to once I fall a couple of times I quit exactly. instead of you know learning to walk learning to walk in any skill like you don't really achieve happiness if you don't have a struggle at the end of the day you know what I, mean? I agree I agree without putting that sacrifice or a little bit of suffering yeah you the, gotta you gotta have some struggle at the end of the day you know yeah. like it can't all be just green pastures yeah exactly like, mm-hmm. because it would get boring it would like a lot of people our age play GTA and like we play GTA with code or like cheat codes a lot of times but like at like that gets so boring at the end of the day in life there's no cheat codes yeah like you're gonna be like, throwing... there are there are cheat codes but I don't like to use them because it just gets boring he, he knows that life like we all know is gonna be difficult no matter what choice you make yeah 
if Always you will be. if you choose to maybe you know overeat or uh, binge watch something, that de- that decision might feel good in the moment, yeah. but like overall, it's gonna lead to something worse in yeah, the future. That's for you sure. Know? That's for sure. A lot of older people like to share their life stories or talk about life in general with younger people. Yeah. And that's because, say you have a 20-year-old kid and a 60-year-old person. There's 40 years of experience. There's 40 years of experience that that 20-year-old has not had yet. Yeah, exactly. Regardless of what path they went in life, regardless of what this 20-year-old or the 60-year-old has been through. Exactly. So life is all about gaining experience and becoming like a teacher and a student of your own life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, bro. But yeah, there's like four pillars of life. Uh, yeah, health, wealth, love, happiness. What would you say is the most important for a human? Happiness. Happiness. Yeah. I agree. Because, you know, you can have your other ones. You can have health. You can have your wealth. Yeah. You can even have love. And you can still be unhappy and unfulfilled and unsatisfied exactly. with your life. I don't know. I'd like to break it down into patience, prudence, pride. Okay, so what would prudence look like in your life? Prudence, just being really cautious. Cautious. Always being aware yeah, of just being the possible kind of, things. Kind of like being a perfectionist, but not completely. Because if you be a perfectionist, I feel like you kind of are setting yourself up for failure. Because not everything's going to be perfect in life, like you were saying earlier. And sometimes the best things in life are not perfect. Exactly. Exactly. And maybe, maybe you don't realize it now, but maybe you not being a perfectionist in that moment was more beneficial to your future self. Exactly, bro. Yeah. So patience. So what is the role of, a, of patience and why is it so important to have to be a patient person? Because like we live in a world where we're lived, like we live around instant gratification and that's not right. Not the right thing to do in life. You gotta, you gotta be patient. You gotta, you gotta like if you're going into business, you gotta play the long game. You can't play the short game. You're not gonna get anything out of it. You just not at the end of the day. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. And I, I totally agree with this this mindset of um, instant gratification. It's about reward system now. Yeah, exactly. Instead of you know delayed gratification. Delayed gratification can be so much more rewarding. Exactly. For example, if you're training for a marathon, you're gonna be training for months of running. And most likely, there's going to be a lot of hard moments. But that delayed would be the marathon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of, for example, our phones, that's instant gratification. Like, if you're in a business meeting and you post something on your Instagram story, someone slides up, that's awesome. That's instant gratification. Yeah. Instead of, you know, working towards a vision, working towards goals, and building something before you get gratification. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how you should live life. So you said pride as well. Yeah, pride. If you're not going to have pride in your work, you're just not going to get anything done. You're going to be doing it like like soullessly, I, I like to say. Yeah. It's very important to have your soul in everything you do. Exactly. Exactly, bro. If you don't have your soul in everything you do, you're not going to do it. Or you're not going to put your 100% in it. Yeah. So I want to talk about um, how you learn to rewire your brain and escape your fears and self-doubts in life. So what was that process been like for you? It's been kind of hard, bro. Uh, I would imagine so. Painful, uh, a lot of struggle. It started off with me trading uh, Forex and crypto and stocks. 
Uh, I've been doing it for five years straight. Haven't made any profit. I'm gonna be honest, <laughs> but but have you learned a lot from? I've experience? learned a whole lot, and this was the last last week was the first week I ended the week in profit. Actually, the first week Congrats. in five years. Thank you. Congrats. It was only three dollars, but honestly, I'm kind of congrat like like really proud of myself because there you go. it took a lot of ways to just even get there. And I yeah. I'm trying to figure out a system where you can put in like as many trades a day as you want and make a crap load of money. So I take I take like last week I took one day, I took like twenty trades and I only lost five. Like I it's a good hey, if you keep that ratio up, that's yeah, a good thing. But the la the five I lost were really big losses because I didn't have stop losses. I was just monitoring. Yeah. And, but if I like create the system and I can sell it, I'm not I don't even really want to sell it. I'll sell it for five dollars. I just want people. I just want people to get rich. Yeah. So, do you think this process of maybe losing money, failure, experience, it shaped the person you are today? Hell yeah. Yeah. Like honestly, I was like really antisocial there for a while, like and like I was quarantining, but nah, I was I was just grinding. Like, you were grinding. on. You're on your vision, and you you didn't want anything to distract you from that. Focus. Yeah. And, like if someone distracts you, you gotta just like, like I see it. So what was one of like your most difficult times when you were trading? I grew a two hundred fifty dollar account to twelve thousand dollars. Ooh, to, that's big. That's yeah, big. No, I'll do it again. Everyone says I'll do it again, but and then I crashed it. <laughs> I took a little too many trades. I had like thirty trades in at once, like absurd number. Like I had to scroll down to see how many trades I had. Like no one has to do that except me. Yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. And then I blew it within the same day. But but taking that loss, it's prepared you for the next time that's happening. Yeah, hell yeah. But like next time I'm not losing. Next time I'm not losing. Next time I'm putting I'm so I'm doing right now, I'm saving up a lot of capital on the side and I'm gonna push it in. Because I did the the math. I spent almost the same amount of money as college tuition for over the five wow. years. And like honestly, kinda worth it. I'm not gonna lie. I've learned a lot. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. And and the thing is, like, that is your money that you put in. And the thing is, if it was someone else's money, you wouldn't have the same experience. Yeah. Because when we're paying for something out of our pocket, we're gonna pay more attention and we're gonna be more committed to it. Exactly. So a lot of people um don't want to pay for say like coaching, a seminar, a webinar. They say that's too expensive. But th the thing is, when you make that investment. You make that investment out of your yourself, your exactly. your savings, yourself, right? So you're gonna want to get the most out of that experience. Exactly. So when you have money on the line, you're actually probably gonna end up taking more out of that. Exactly. And for example, if it's like a business sem seminar or meeting, that might end up making you more than you pop than you paid for the course. Exactly. And like Raja, uh, do you know Raja Banks? Wix don't lie. Yeah. Yeah. Like I talked to him on Instagram. Super cool dude. But it took him five years to actually start like making profit and those five years he struggled he struggled a whole lot you can go look at his recent instagram post and then this year i i think it was just this year he made like a half a million dollars in like six months or some shit and it was and all from that experience that he gained yeah because he stuck with it took him a long time but like he knew at the end of the day that that struggle would be worth it you know yeah. what I mean, and I know deep down it's gonna be worth it for me too. He saw he saw the light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly, we all do it as traders. We all do, but like a lot of people give up. 
lot of people just like uh, I can't take the pain anymore. A, a lot of people face the difficulty and either don't push into it or simply go around it or exactly. try to give up. Yeah, most people just give up. Yeah. In the first year, like, I mean, I could be making profit right now, but like, I'm just doing it because I can fuck around and make it like learn more. Yeah. On my own, you know what I mean? I think working to learn rather than to earn is very important because. The more we learn and the more like, skill sets and experience we have, the more opportunities open up. So I know you were a basketball player at one point. Yeah. And um, you're even in kind of like the professional scene in a way. Yeah, I was playing in Ecuador for a Okay. While. And what did it take to get there? Like, what Just, was the process of you maybe working out, grinding? How'd you get there? Like, I don't know. Most people, like, a lot of people would say I'm not that good. But, like, I was just creative. And I found a way to get on the team got myself on a team, made the tryout, and I was like, I right, if I can make this tryout, I should work harder, you know what I mean? So I worked harder, I played like, goddamn, I played like eight hours a day sometimes, like full out, just playing up and down the court, and then sometimes not really doing much, and just playing one-on-one, you know what I mean? And then from there, I was played there for like a year in Ecuador, and then I took off back here and then I stopped so you really put in that dedication and that time and that effort but it wasn't just about your grind and your dedication it was also about your resourcefulness to get yourself on this team yeah because unless you were looking for that opportunity you wouldn't have been able to find it yeah and honestly I, the way I even got the tryout is by the dude saw, the coach saw me play on the park and he was like yo you're really good we want you on your team so yeah that's how it happened. But I had already knew the coach. Yeah. Like, out of the blue, I didn't know. I knew the coach. Yeah, I didn't even know he was a coach, you know what I mean? Yeah. What would you say you learned from your traveling experiences and your teammates and just your basketball in Ecuador as a whole? Can't be dependent on other people, man. You, you just can't. Because if you're going to be dependent on other people, you're screwed. Because I know, I know a lot of people travel with other people like travel in pairs but there's going to be a point where you travel alone and you're not going to know what to do if you relied on other people all that time you know what I mean and then you're screwed I agree I agree it's good to get to know yourself and spend time alone and trust yourself exactly exactly bro yeah yep. that, that's the number one thing I learned I yep. want to say and honestly at the end of the day you just got to do you and you got to do what works best for you yeah, because there's a lot of different ways to like think, a lot of different mindsets, but it's really about finding what works for your individual person. Exactly. Because I truly believe that there's thousands of ways to get to your goals. Exactly, bro. There's thousands of ways to live. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot with the online revolution and technology as a whole, we have access to all these different voices and creators. And sometimes it can be difficult to either determine which path I should follow or sometimes people pick a certain way of life without saying is this going to work for me does this keep my best interests? is this what my soul is ready for so people in the past before the internet they either had to you know find a mentor or figure out what worked for them yeah. to get to where they need to be and now with the internet and technology on YouTube I can find like 10 successful people tell me their story their mindset and then it's a game of choosing, you know? Exactly. And I think self-experimentation and self-exploration is very, very, very important. Yeah, it definitely is, bro. Yeah. And if you don't do that, you're, 
going to be lacking in life. Because I, I believe a lot in the subconscious mind and us holding on to things. Yeah. So when we don't address certain problems or issues we've faced, they can carry over to our lives. Yeah. They can. Without us even realizing. That's for sure. Bad habits even. That's why I like the, the book Seven Habits, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's like such spot on, you know what I mean? Because if you have bad habits, it's going to lead into our life, like you just said. I think we're also determined by our habits a lot. Yeah, we really are. We really are. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Podcasts, audiobooks, what, do you, what is your thought? I like podcasts the most. Podcasts? And just like documentaries. Documentaries. Yeah. And what do you like to learn about a lot? Honestly, anything. I'll learn about anything. And I'll study the topic for like good eight hours for a week. And then that's I'll, awesome like every day or just eight hours total and no every day for eight hours and then that's I'll, that's awesome that takes then, dedication right yeah there. and then I'll move on to another topic I, I honestly really respect that because often I'm guilty of this as well we learn on a surface level yeah. so we'll do a Google search we'll check out four blog posts and then that's our information on the topic exactly but when you're able to explore deeper you're gonna have a deeper understanding of it and also it's going to lead to less ignorance. Exactly. Because when we have part of the story in a much bigger story, we think we know the entire story. That's for sure. So maybe either we'll make choices or we'll talk to people about the subject yeah. and not include the entire thing. Yeah. One thing I see about you is you're very dedicated. So you say eight hour basketball, eight hours education, learning. Like not directly eight hours, but I spend most of my day doing it. Yeah. Like I don't even eat sometimes. We all have the power in our mind to affect our surroundings. Yeah, for sure. Like, just with speech alone, like, think about it. Like, if you say something bad to someone, it's gonna leave a pretty big impact on their lives. 100%, and the thing about negativity is we hold on to negativity. Yeah. So when you say something negative to someone, they're gonna hold on to it longer, and they're gonna hold resentment longer. Then say, if you say something positive, you know, it might sound messed up, but it's how our brains work. We respond to fear, negativity, new information, scary things. You know, it's like a survival thing. So positivity, it's great. It will uplift us, but that's not going to last as long as their head in their head as negativity. So how do you think like certain people can manipulate the world with their brains? Like, I don't want to talk for it, like speak for speak down on anyone or like speak for anyone. You know what I mean? But like. Like I was saying, like we live in a quantum computer, and if you figure out the cheat codes to the quantum computer, you can mess around with it. You know what I mean? Elaborate. Like, like physics, for instance. If you, if you do something particular, particular into a, in like a building. It'll fall, like if you do something wrong, if you build it incorrectly, you know what I mean? It'll if you don't fall. put the foundation or the supports. Yeah, if you don't put the foundation, the supports, the resistance, it'll fall down. You see what I'm saying? And then if you can do that in life, but have it fall down for the good and then build it back up again and then make it fall back down and build it back up again. Bigger and bigger? Yeah, that's like, that's kind of like the phoenix. So what is the breaking down of it? Is that changing? Like changing, cycling, like cycling and like, like what we were saying earlier, like 
polar opposites. I would rather have ups and downs. Than just mediocrity in the middle. Yeah, like that's how people get long-term depressed, if you ask me. Staying just, the same. Yeah, they just stay the same. Like, what stays the same in life? Nothing does. Nothing does. Like, you think about our environment, you think about even our climate. Our yeah. climate is changing as we speak. You know, wildfires, um, pollution. Yeah, like, you know, that's why, like... It's warming. Like, they call Kanye West, like, bipolar and stuff. Like, I agree to some extent, but the dude's a genius. You can't, like, understand geniuses if you're not a genius. That would be, like, a drunk person trying to understand a sober person. You know what I mean? It's just, like, you, you can't do that. Yeah, and, and even in the term, like, bipolar, bipolar depression is a very, very real thing. Yeah. But the root of it is bipolar and what you talked about earlier was poles. Yeah. You talked about the hot and the cold. That's a pole. Exactly. So that's bouncing up and down, bouncing up exactly. and down. And that's kind of what you were speaking on of like, I would rather do that than just be a flat in the middle, a flat line. Yeah, man. Because man. when we die, our heart becomes a flat line. Yeah. Like, why we want you movement. want to be dead before you're dead? Like, you're just saying. Like, if you, th- if you think about it, like, our hearts, it's moving up, down, up, down. Yeah. Shouldn't our life reflect that? Yeah, exactly, you know? bro. Like going from a ten to a one to a ten to a one to a one to a ten. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Always staying on your toes and having the moments where you're on complete opposite sides. Yeah. And then building back stronger. Yeah, building back stronger and coming back harder. So you think part of the cheat code to this quantum computer is building the right foundation and building the right support to support you. Yeah, and then destroy that support and destroy everything and then build it back up so learn everything you can build the skills forget everything about that go again start again right yeah starting from zero exactly i think that's super important because often successful people or in our careers once we reach a certain point we become satisfied and complacent yeah and life is about constant progression so if we can learn to start back zero in a different aspect of our life, that would be very important. Exactly. And like, I feel like if you do that, though, the quantum computer helps you along the way because it sees that you're working hard and that it's like you're a viable part of the computer. You see what I'm saying? You're like, a working it's like, like, part. It's like, it's like a weird way to think about life, but like we, we're all interconnected in some way. And, Agreed. And like... If you work hard and you provide for the community in a positive way, you're going to get boosted in a positive way. I agree. There's something, it's hard to explain. I don't know if it's the universe or something like that. but That's why I say quantum computer, because like after a while, there's probably just an algorithm to the shit. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I could see that. Because it's the natural laws, the natural way of the universe. Yeah. Like, it, like especially the universal laws, if you violate them, like gravity, like... If I drop this, it's gonna fall. Like, if I drop this, it's gonna fall. Like, there's just simple laws to the universe that if you violate them, then you're gonna you're gonna go down with them. You know what I mean? Just like gravity, if you drop it, you're gonna go down. Honestly, I think we know them so subconsciously. Hundred percent. And also, we, we can apply them to our daily lives every day. Yeah, and that's why I think we should just live, like, learn by life. Like that's why I said, like, have life be your school. And that's the best way to learn because if you don't fall down you're not going to learn how to walk if it's just that simple if you don't fail you're not going to be able to get back up yeah 
if you don't feel it, you're not going to be able to get back up. And if you don't have anything to get back up from, there's not much there. So we talk about opening the human mind and opening ourselves to new experiences and failures. What do limiting beliefs do for our life in a positive or a negative way? Do they keep us safe or do they keep us trapped in our reality? They kind of keep us trapped, if you ask me. Yeah. Definitely keep us trapped. Yeah. So limiting perspectives and limiting ideas. Yeah. Like, if you limit your ideas, you're just going to stay trapped. And I think, like, if you look at North Korea, they keep their people oppressed. And, like, they just, you, you can't say anything. You can't speak for yourself. And you can't speak for the community. You can't speak out against the government. And that's kind of how the government here is starting to turn out, too. And it's really sad, if you ask me. Not, like, 100% like North Korea, of course. And it never will be. But in some ways, we're starting to get communist. And it's starting to happen pretty quickly. Is it because of... I think the government is afraid of what people will do when they open their belief system. Yeah. Like so what would, what would you say a way that the government is able to limit our belief system? Uh, put people in mental hospitals that they think are speaking out against the narrative. Put them in jail. Incarcerate them. Silence them. Yeah, silence them. It's pretty easy to do that to the government. And do you think part of that is due to like maybe the social standard of like be an upstanding citizen, get a job... Um, do your part. Do you think that plays a role in maybe closing our minds? Yeah, definitely does. Yeah, definitely does. And like just the fear of having a repercussion about you speaking out is keeping people silenced. You see what I'm saying? What would happen if people were not silenced? I think it would spread more positivity. People would speak out for themselves. People would be less depressed because they could actually speak for themselves. They're not holding on to these, these words, these desires. These exactly. Everything. Exactly. So do you think that there would be a period of chaos when this happened? Or do you think it would turn very well, very fast? Oh, no. I think there would be chaos. And then it would be like, okay, for a little bit. And then be okay again. Like, I don't know. Do you know about the Great Reset? I don't know about the Great Reset. Uh, QAnon had, had this conspiracy theory saying that they the government and the whole world has a plan to reset the whole planet and give back like wealth to the people like it's kind of stupid the conspiracy theory because you could just call it the 2030 agenda there is the 2030 agenda under the UN so what is the 2030 agenda it's promoting uh, it's called the SDG sustainable developmental goals uh, providing like re- relief for poverty providing relief for people in Africa and uh, homeless there genocide homeless in general promoting a better environment just providing helping out our citizens yeah, helping out prom- the people uh, who promoting, need it the most. promoting a progressive uh, culture that's awesome yeah it's a really awesome thing yeah and some people are against it thinking it's like a new world order and all that bullshit so, with this 2030 agenda, what do you see for the future of humanity? Honestly, it could be great if it goes as planned, but I don't think it's going to go as planned because people are holding back and people are not going to like the changes. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people either like 
like it hot or really cold. You know what I mean? So very intense or low intensity yeah, or kind yeah. of just like just polarity. Just in the twenty first century culture, like that's how people are. If you ask me. What do, What do you mean by the hot and cold? Like, like I didn't mean like I'm just using that as an analogy. Yeah, for like, sure. Like people like extremities, like extremities. No, not extremities. Like like extremes, polarizing, opposites. One person would be completely on this side of an issue, yeah. and the other person would be on the complete opposite side. Yeah. And then you're talking about how there's hard to find middle ground in between. I don't know. Even Joe Rogan says though, like the middle ground gets boring after a while, and it really does. Like staying like neutral. Yeah, I would rather live the poetic life. Yeah. So a lot of us don't like new things in our lives, and when it comes from the top and it comes from around the world, it can be hard to accept. Yeah, it really can be. Yeah. For sure. It's kind of sad. Like, honestly, I think that's why the government's not coming out saying that there's aliens, because they're scared of how people are going to react. There's definitely aliens, and they know it. And they just, you, you heard about the report that just came out, right? I did hear about it, yeah. yeah. Like, they should have something out by now, something else, but they don't, because they're afraid of what's going to happen. Yeah. And also, I think a big part of aliens is, like, people simply are not ready. Because that destroys the whole aspect of religion. Um, it, it, it destroys our whole belief system. Yeah. We're talking about limiting beliefs. Well, a limiting belief is our own reality. Yeah. Our own five senses. So that's, what, that's why I think we're having another lockdown. <clears throat> it's just like, I don't know. I, I do think there's like another agenda other than the 2030 agenda after a while. Because like, huh? Like we're getting scammed multiple ways. Like. How are we getting scammed? Like, I don't mean scammed, but, like, they're pulling our legs. Like, we're not being told the truth. So, when people in power withhold information for us, does that consolidate their power, or does that make them have, like, an edge over us? It makes them have an edge over us. Mm -hmm. It definitely does. Because, like, how, how wouldn't it give them, give them an edge? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they see what's going on in the world for what it is instead of just our reality. Yeah, exactly. And what we know. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's been a thing for a very, very long time. There, there's been social classes for a long time. Yeah. And, um... It's like that in almost every country, but, like, I don't think people in this country realize that. Mm -hmm. And the thing about power is a lot of it is driven on information. Yeah. And on intel. That's for and sure. And you have, you know, military people, uh, Navy SEALs, one of the biggest things that they do is gathering intel and gathering information because that gives them an edge in yeah. combat. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Everything's information. Yeah, and everything is leverage, too. Yeah, at the end of the day, if you can figure out how to turn your brain into a super, super computer and just turn on a podcast, just download information, you're going to win. You're going to win at the end of the day. You definitely are. What steps would you need to do in order to achieve a super brain? How do Honestly, we get there? I like, like, just me personally, I like fasting. I okay. like fasting and binge eating at night. Okay. Because what, at is, night, what does fasting do for you, your mind? I just feel clear on, on the day. And I just have black coffee or coffee with light cream to keep me energized. And then at night, I binge eat. What do you, what do you eat at night? 
anything. I don't really have a diet. Yeah. It's just like, because I fast. So like, why should I have a diet when I eat? You know what I mean? Yeah. So do you think fasting has health benefits as well as mental benefits? Yeah. It cuts down on your fat. Like I have no fat pretty much. Yeah. I definitely should have fat for the amount I eat at night, but I don't because I fast and sometimes I exercise. Don't really go to the gym. Yeah. I should be going to the gym, mm-hmm. but I don't. Also, there's a thing about food and impulse. Yeah. Do you think it helps you with your impulse control at all? Yeah, it definitely does. Like, that's why I trade, too. Like, my my discipline's gotten way better. Mm-hmm. Like, way better. It could be, it could be better. It always could be better, but... So, better dis- discipline in terms of your decision-making? Yeah, just decision-making, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And maybe staying away from certain things that aren't going to help you. Exactly. Okay, so what would be something for you that maybe you struggle with with the past, but discipline has helped you let go of? Jeez. That's a good question. Uh, just letting go of fear, honestly. Like, knowing that time is on my side, and, like, if you know that time is on your side, you're, you're, you're set. So time is on your side in a way that's an abundance mindset. Uh, instead of like a scarcity mindset. So um, the, one of the biggest crazes right now is time management and that's managing your time. So what do you mean when you say time is on your side? Like a little secret I like to, like for me, I like to break time down into acronym, the inner mind's eye. The inner mind's eye, interesting. So your mind eye is the perspective you have on life. You can, like, if you don't want to sleep, you can set your brain to not sleep. Mm-hmm. You're, like, what I was just talking about before, your brain's like a computer. If you put, set something in your brain, it's dangerous. If you set it to not sleep, you're not going to sleep. Just, you're going to set habits to not sleep. You're going to drink coffee. You're going to stay exercising. You're going to stay motivated. You're just going to do things to keep yourself up. It's not like a superpower. It's just... Super habits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So how do you program your brain to do what you want it to do? Because a lot of us, we have struggles. We know what we need to do, but we don't always do it. And sometimes we slack. So how would you program your brain to do a task? I don't know. Do you think it's necessary to have to do the things that you need to do in life? What do you mean? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, we are all eating, drinking, sleeping, farting, shitting. Peeing. We're all doing the things we need to do, but what other things do we need to do? True. You yeah. See what I'm saying. Like yeah. We. I can see that. We just need to be happy. We need to live a life. We need to have a house. We need to have a clean house. It doesn't matter how you get it done, but it just matters if you have a clean house. Yeah. There's also this perspective of people who can't reach their basic needs. Exactly. And that's where a lot of our problems arise. Yeah. When people can't have access to food, can't have access to water, can't have access to a home. Exactly. They are doomed from the beginning. And that's what I'm saying, because like if you don't have food or any of the other the above, how are you gonna do other things in life? My mentor has been teaching me, uh, C John, he's been t- teaching me less is more and we're always taught that more is more, but honestly if you honestly think about it, less is more. Hundred percent I agree. I'm reading um, a book currently. It's called um, Accomplishing More by Doing Less. Yeah. It's all about this idea 
of where our culture is obsessed with busyness. Yeah, and we're staying obsessed by, by doing things all the time. Like checklists. Why, yeah, so like that's why I like to break it down just to like three or four things. You don't gotta be precise on it. It's, you gotta have health first. Gotta have wealth afterwards. Love, and then everything else falls. Everything else falls into place from yeah. there. So I 100% agree. So what steps do you take in your everyday life to uh, flourish with these pillars of life? Uh, just live life. Like if you got that for 21 days, I think it's 21 days you can set a habit if you do something every day for 21 days you can set a habit. So let's say you wanna drink more water. Drink eight more, drink three more glasses of water than you normally do for 21 days straight and you drink more water after those 21 days just naturally because it'll be mm -hmm. downloaded into your subconscious brain yeah you gotta it's honestly about learning how to do ha good habits like that's why learning to saying. develop habits yeah learning to develop good habits not bad habits because from day one we're learned we learn bad habits from day one 100% 100% and not on purpose it just by us being us and by our parents and sometimes we don't even realize our bad habits and how they're actually having an effect on our life exactly and I, I understand agree because habits are things we do automatically. Exactly. If we're doing the right things automatically, easier time. Exactly. If if the the things we need to be doing are not automatic and are we, we feel a lot of resistance within ourselves, harder path. Exactly. And in like, life. If people like for people that do it automatically, it looks like they're not busy, but they're honestly really fucking busy. But they they can have the time of their life, like they can have free time whenever they want to go do something, hang out with friends. You know what I mean? Because they're constantly doing it in the background. You see what I'm saying? I do see. It's all about building good habits and being able to stay committed to your goals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Making the sacrifice now for a better day tomorrow. Exactly, bro. Yeah. Some of the wealthiest people in the world, they they money launder for. Good reasons and bad reasons. Wealthy are putting money into charities that are doing this for them, other than the government. They're doing it. They're using third parties. They're using non-profits. Yeah, they're using third parties now, mm -hmm. I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And, and is that to not. protect their money? No, it's not to protect their money. It's to protect like their, their morals, if you ask me. Like Because they don't agree with what the government's using their money on. So mm -hmm. they put it into something else. Yeah. But it's so-called illegal. I think you should just have a set amount of what you use your money for to spend it on charitable items, like like have some money go to food for the homeless, have uh, money go to the uh, fire department, police department. So hospitals. you think there should be a government budget for charity and community? Yeah, pretty much. And you think that the government should spend it or people should spend it? Uh, people should spend it. So would it be a similar idea to like a charitable stimulus check in a way? How would it work? Like, yeah, charitable stimulus check. Okay. So what do we do to make sure that doesn't go into the wrong hands? Because there's been a lot of charities in the past who have, you know, been scammers and used the money in not necessarily an ethical way. How would we um, put like a backstop to that? Blockchain. Blockchain. Yeah, if you if you learn blockchain technology, uh, blockchain can set us free financially for a very long time until it gets somehow like hacked. But it won't get hacked. You can't really hack blockchain. 
how does blockchain make us financially free? Uh, I mean, you just look at uh, Bitcoin right now. Like it's decentralized and it's a deflationary asset. Bitcoin is a deflationary asset. Uh, Ripple is a deflationary asset. Instead of inflation, it deflates. Yeah, it deflates. Because it grows with value the more of it there is. Exactly. I see that. And with money, money's value is going down. Yeah. And much. the wages are not increasing with it. Yeah, so, wages are, haven't increased for a very long time. So block they just increased to fifteen dollars an hour around here, but that's not much for compared to the prices that we need to pay. Not at all. That's it's barely a living wage. I just don't even get a job. I would rather be broke. Yeah. Yeah. Because trading time for money. But blockchain, that's a very interesting idea. The idea that something, when there's more of it, it becomes more value. Because with supply and demand, it has constantly been the idea of more is less valuable. Exactly. It breaks that stigma. Exactly, bro. I, I just, like what I was saying earlier, I just think you should we should just bring positivity, happiness, peace. And that's pretty much it to the world. Don't bring any negativity in it. You see negative people run away from them. Completely run away from them. 100% agree. So I have a couple of final questions for you. I love having you on this podcast. Yeah. It's been amazing. Um, so what do you think is one universal human value that is the most important? Being passionate uh, to others. Passionate to others. Yeah, and compassionate. Yeah. And compassionate, passionate. Like, those two. Okay. My next question is, what is your vision? Provide for me and my family, having a good couple cars, and being able to travel whenever I want. Yeah. But mostly travel. Mostly travel. Yeah. Experience the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I want to have a lot of money, but I want to travel the most. Yeah. My final question is, what do you see as the future of humanity and our interaction with the world? Honestly, if we don't change, it's not looking right. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I want to keep it at that because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah. Like, I could get into it a whole lot, but I would... Thanks for listening to another episode well. of Mind Mill Podcast. <laughs> if you learned something new or enjoyed it, please well, share so it with a friend or on social media. Thank you for I really appreciate Remember it. to always keep an now, open mind and I'll see you next week. can support you in any way, social media what you're doing in business, anything like that. Yeah, follow me on Instagram. It's Isaac Official. It's Isaac underscore official. Thank you, guys.